0: Hi, I'm Nat. And I'm Will. And together we are... A A mess mess of of doctors. It's pretty true you practice that so hard. I promise we will in the future time.
1: (laughs) We will get it by the 100th episode.
0: Oh my god, can you imagine if we get to 100 episodes?
1: Oh my god, we will... I I would just explode. I would be so
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so second episode in, and we are tackling the really big topic, aren't we?
1: We are. This is a good one.
0: And what is it, Will?
1: So this week, we are going to be discussing how we deal with very, very negative
0: patients. Patients are like sap your energy.
1: That's right. So, you know, learning how to deal with patients who are absolutely mean, angry, sad, just downright... Horrendous.
0: Horrendous. Horrendous
1: horrendous um and learning how to deal with these emotions and just you know saying to yourself it's okay we are human
0: but let's share our stories because i think what you and i have both experienced in the past is that you know not every patient is going to be lovely little doris who's 90 years old in the bed and calls you sweetheart and is actually grateful for the fact that you do care so much about her You know, sometimes your parents don't care that you care.
1: That's right. Um, You know, um, we will sometimes get patients who will blame you for everything that went wrong in hospital, even though it wasn't your fault.
0: Yeah, I think in situations like that, what they're doing is really using you as a lightning rod. They've got so much going on. They've got so many emotions. And you're an easy target.
1: That's right. Um, And sometimes i guess it's okay for us to just stand there and just kind of alleviate their anxieties and just take it because you can understand that they're going through a rough time but there's only so much you can take
0: well yeah i mean i refer to a story from my foundation year uh, f1 i think it's like the intern for australians um i got told off for looking too sad while delivering bad news Too sad.
1: What did they expect? They want you to tell bad news with a happy smile on your face?
0: Actually, I think they might have. But no, that is generally what happened. I was sitting in a room with my registrar. We were telling them that their relative was going to die. And they yelled at me because I looked too sad.
1: (laughs) You're too good at it. (laughs) I was too good.
0: Um, But in that case, I took it because I was a lightning rod, wasn't I? And I was okay with that. But it's the ones where they say things and you're not so thrilled about what they've said.
1: That's absolutely right. Sometimes we um, have to deal with patients uh, who have different uh, sort of personal, uh, I guess, personal belief systems than us Mm. or people who have um, different personalities. Um, I
0: think everyone has a different personality from us. Well, we're both pretty weird as far as people go.
1: Yeah, we are a bit bonkers, aren't we? A little bit.
0: But... (laughs) Yeah, I'd say that's the right word. Clashing personalities.
1: That's right. Um, And we are still human and we aren't expected to like absolutely every single person that we walk into.
0: Yeah. In med school, you're always taught that you have to be your patient's biggest advocate and be their biggest fan and cheer them on. Be like, well, you go defeat that heart failure, Doris. But what if Doris is so nasty that, like, even though you want her to get over the heart failure, you also wish she would get better so she could be discharged?
1: (laughs) Oh, Doris. Doris Doris needs to go. Doris. Doris does need to go sometimes. Um, And I think that would be the best for everyone sometimes.
0: Yeah. Do you want to tell us your story about your difficult patient?
1: Oh, yes. So I had a patient this week um, who was very old, very grumpy, um, and everybody I uh, tell this story to, I always ask them if they've ever seen Winnie the Pooh.
0: Uh, Yes, can confirm, have seen. Great show. (laughs) Uh, And I just,
1: I can't stop seeing him as Eeyore. (gasps)
0: oh like super down
1: (laughs) he's absolutely a downer so he would say things like oh i'm a little cold this morning but i've only got one blanket but it's okay i'll just suffer oh (laughs) babe (laughs) And you really try to help him out and, you you know, you go get another blanket for him. But every single day there's something
0: new, something different. And
1: it's just really
0: draining, you know. It is super draining to have those patients, the ones who are just so determined to be miserable and bring almost bring you down with them.
1: Yeah, it's all and it's all self-inflicted and they sit there and they make you feel sorry for them. And it's almost like an emotional blackmail.
0: Oh, that's such a good way of putting it. I've never felt of it that way before. But its it does feel a little bit like emotional blackmail sometimes because they just, they're just so depressed and down. And I don't mean like clinically depressed. Those people no. are a different level. I mean the people who are just negative.
1: Yeah. And I don't know, this gentleman, he was in hospital for a very long time and became very deconditioned and required rehab. But it got to a point where he decided he was going to discharge against medical advice. Oh,
0: never a good one.
1: Never a good one. So we expected him, you know, to come back immediately, and he almost did. Um, He basically went to the toilet and couldn't get up and had to call the ambulance to bring him back into hospital.
0: Was he really angry when he came back in?
1: He was furious. Oof. He was furious, um, and I I feel like part of the problem was because he was embarrassed. Like, like that's I mean, being stuck on the toilet is isn't somewhere you'd want to be caught, <laughs> alive or dead.
0: <laughs> you, just not anyone's like cup of tea is to be caught on the toilet. <laughs> just uh, what did you do last Sunday? Oh, I tried really hard to get caught on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. He probably was embarrassed. And again, you've been used as a lightning rod.
1: I was. Um, he blamed me for letting him go home. <laughs> he blamed me for causing him to become really unwell and deconditioned. Uh, he blamed me for making his life a horrible mess.
0: And you didn't, did you? No.
1: Of course
0: not. No. no. And
1: I, I wanted to help him out every single day. Um, But... You just, you just can't get through to someone like
0: that. Absolutely. And there are the patients who are awful because they actively try and make you sad. And then, there, there are my personal favorites, the patients who make you sad because they're so awful in their personality and beliefs. And you can't fix that. Can you fix sexism, for example? Will, oh, do you want to okay. tell this story about our shared patient?
1: Uh, this is a good story and in hindsight we have like laughed about it every single time we told you know we'd tell someone this story um so picture this so me and nat were rounding one late afternoon with our consultant who, who is, is this lovely so lovely one of the sweetest consultants i've ever had
0: but in this situation maybe too sweet <laughs> <laughs>
1: so we were we've seen this old gentleman who had lots of comorbidities and um nat being the very uh, uh proactive doctor as she is
0: and we were like a resident that day <laughs> yes, Rob abandoned us Rob oh Rob, Rob you suck <laughs>
1: <gasps> oh uh and Nat, uh, you know, was rewriting the medication chart. Yeah, and, like
0: a bum ass reg.
1: Yeah. And she wanted to protect her back, so she kind of knelt down besides the bedside to uh, rewrite the medical chart. And what did he say to you, Nat?
0: Uh, I believe he said, that's my favourite position. I like a girl on her knees. <laughs> Which... I know we laugh about, but I do sometimes wonder. you know, should we have said anything?
1: That's right. I I don't know. I think we were both just very shocked about it. And, even, and our consultant was shocked too.
0: Yeah, he said, um, he shepherded us out the room being like, she's got a bad back. She's got a bad back. And I did. I do have a bad back. I used to row in university. I'm very tall. I've got a horrendous back. but it, And I can laugh about it now, but I wonder if I laugh about it because I – I'm used to sexist patients and I tolerate it. And should I have said something? Should someone have said something?
1: Mm. Look, I think it, it's, it's, we're almost stuck between a hard place and a rock um, in this one because we, if we say something, we could be destroying the rapport we have with the patient. Mm. But if we don't say anything, we are letting this you know, practice go on.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's really hard because all you want to do is continue this relationship with the patient where they trust you, where they want you to treat them. And it's really hard when that starts to break down. And it feels very much like a personal slight. Like maybe you weren't good enough of a doctor to keep that going.
1: Yeah. And it's very easy for us to blame ourselves in those situations and kind of overlook it. But, you know, it's, it's still not right.
0: Yeah. So, you know, maybe we should have said something. I I still wouldn't, I'll be honest, just because I don't think he was ever going to change his ways and I don't think highlighting it to him would have changed anything. I think it just would have deteriorated the relationship between us all. But, you know, we maybe should say things. For example, this week I had a medical student come up to me and say that she felt really uncomfortable because one of our patients who she'd gone to take blood off had made a lot of comments about the way she looked. And I did go up to him and I did ask him... To rethink his behaviour And I just confronted him about it Because he made someone else feel uncomfortable But I've never done that for myself before Mm.
1: And do you think that affected the um, relationship Between you and the patient?
0: No, but I think that's because I was telling him off for his behaviour Towards someone else And I don't know Mm. if that makes sense But I think if it was between me and him Then maybe it would have deteriorated the relationship
1: Hmm. Maybe It's just, you just
0: never know No, I have been in a situation though Where I literally turned to my resident And I was like I'm not sure what's just happened Like in front of the patient I was talking to her and she started screaming at me And I was just like I I don't know where we've gone wrong As far as I was concerned We were having a lovely conversation And now you seem to hate me
1: (laughs) Maybe it was delirious
0: No, no no, they were delirious. But you were threatened with flicks, weren't you?
1: I was, actually. There was a gentleman who um, said to me, look, I am not a very violent man. That's how violent people
0: were- tend to introduce themselves. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah that's right. Um, and he said, I'm not a violent man, but you're getting on my nerves right now. And he was holding on to his conflict <gasps> and I could tell like he was about to chuck it in my face. So I quickly ran out of that room.
0: But ah! yeah. this, this is the coping mechanism, isn't it? And basically whenever you've got an uncomfortable patient, you want to avoid them.
1: You do. You, you, you do. I, I, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but sometimes i leave them to the very end. Of do you my see round.
0: them during your ward round?
1: Look, I I guess in the mornings I I troll through my list and see who is unwell and well. And, you know, if they're, you know, just waiting for rehab, I just wait to see them at the end of the day so it doesn't ruin my day.
0: (laughs) I think as long as, you know, you're looking after them still and you're putting their needs first. um, Yeah, I think as long as you don't make them uh, suffer for your feelings towards them and you always put their physical needs first and their health, then by all means. Um, But I worry sometimes, I worry that when patients are really nasty, that sometimes, you know, am I going to be a bad doctor for this person? I never want to be, but I do worry that that does lead to biases in behavior.
1: Yeah, and I think it probably does cause us to change the behavior. Like you were saying initially that we want Doris to leave as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. And but maybe that just means I'm a little bit more aggressive with Doris's diuretics.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which may or may not be a bad thing. That's true. Oh,
0: God, don't strike me off, AMC. Please don't strike me off. I promise I've never been overly aggressive with a woman's diuretics. Let me
1: keep my registration. No, no, no. <laughs> Nat's intentions are always pure. Always.
0: Always pure. Always. always. Um, but um, yeah, it's hard. It's so hard.
1: Yeah. And... Um, another coping mechanism, as you know, we said before, is we just laugh about these things. You know, like, uh, yes. yeah, it's very easy for I'm, I'm sure a lot of you, uh, the your viewers must viewers, have heard our sex listeners. viewers, <laughs> listeners, um, heard our sexism story, and just you, I, I'm sure you would have been offended, but we walked out laughing about it and joking about it, and I guess we didn't hold on to any of that negativity. Yeah. Because, you know, that may have been a simple, you know, um, like mistake or... Um,
0: no, yeah. I don't think it was a mistake, Well, You were there. I, I think he meant that. <laughs>
1: maybe he was confused. Um, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> um, maybe he I meant that we, when he says yeah. he
0: likes a girl on her knees, he meant in prayer. <laughs> right.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, oh. and, and that that's the clashes in um, personal belief systems.
0: Which brings me to the next one. How do you feel about patients who uh, thank the good Lord for all the work that you've done? <laughs>
1: and when something bad happens, it's our fault. Yeah,
0: because yeah. Yep. you can only do things that are wrong. You definitely did not stay till 9pm trying to sort that one little medication out for them.
1: No, 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 no. Um, they don't see what we do behind the scenes And it's our fault when something it goes wrong But when something goes right Whose hand is it?
0: The, the, the big, hand of God The big G-O-D
1: <laughs> G-O-D <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, that's a really big one for me um, And I think because we are like this We're a little bit controversial, Will Anti-vaxxers
1: Ugh! Oh, don't get me started on I've that. I've got you started.
0: Continue, mm-hmm. my friend. So, look, we—he's <laughs> trying so. Hard. <laughs> I wish you could see how I'm seeing Will currently, and this is a man who's trying so hard to be diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna choose the right words here. My face is scrunched up in a little bore right now. Um. We all have the right to decide how we live our (laughs) lives. Your voice is
0: literally breaking as you say this.
1: (laughs) Um, I just don't understand why they will say, no, I'm not going to listen to you. Vaccination is going to cause autism. But yes, I will listen to you. I will, you know, have that surgery.
0: Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, let's put this out here. If you are an anti-vaxxer, or believe in the restorative powers of crystals, this podcast is not for you. We are not your friends. We will never be friends. Let's depart ways.
1: <laughs> Bye, Felicia.
0: Bye. Uh, no, we're not your friend. We're not uh, Yeah, no, we're not here for that. And it's really frustrating dealing with those two other beliefs. I worked in pediatrics for a little while, and pediatricians are taught in this very delicate way in order to challenge those belief systems um, which is so hard, I can't even imagine Um, Mm. I don't think there's many belief systems like that in adults that are quite as controversial as anti-vaxxers
1: What about the COVID and the masks?
0: (laughs) Oh, I have had that actually, I've had a couple patients be like I don't like masks (laughs) I'm sorry, that's um (laughs) You're welcome to go out there and mingle, and if you happen to die, that's, that's a shame. It's a real damn shame.
1: I don't like breathing. I'm just going to stop. I hate my
0: lungs. I'd like to get rid of them, please. One order of COVID and contribution to a worldwide pandemic. Thank you very much.
1: Bye, Malaysia.
0: <laughs> also bye to those people. But in yeah. summary, patients can be really awful. Yes, it's okay to dislike them.
1: That's right. Um, And don't feel bad if you feel feel really down because they have brought you down. Um, And don't feel bad if you feel like you are a bad doctor. You are not not a bad doctor.
0: Absolutely not. It is totally understandable. Um, And as long as you don't let it influence the way you treat them, it's going to be okay. You just have to apply a sort of clinical perspective to it where you treat them a bit like a body that just happened to has a lot of maybe nasty opinions attached to it. But fundamentally, they're a patient. Treat them with respect. Treat them to the best of your ability. Move on. Get out the room.
1: That's right. And a disclaimer, Uh, we are not against anti-vaxxers to a point where we will turn you away or treat you differently, we will still take care of you.
0: But I will not be using crystals to do it. (laughs) I'll still treat you with respect, but oh, no.
1: Unless you bring in the crystals, like maybe a diamond or something. (laughs) Uh, Let me borrow it. (laughs) Maybe
0: if you bring a fancy bit of rose quartz... No, jokes. I will always treat all of my patients with respect and I will treat them to the best of my abilities, but I do find it very frustrating and it's okay to be frustrated. Um, And on the topic of frustration, but also joy, it's time for Journal Journal Club! Club. I'm so excited! (laughs) Will, it's your time this week. Do you want to introduce your paper to us? I do.
1: So, this is a paper I found in the Nejum. Uh, it's called Curative Powers of nature. nature.
0: Nature. You have started some of this. Is nature curative? Tell me all about the curative natures yes. of nature. Yes.
1: yes. So uh, this was written in 1846 by JWS, who uh, I guess must wants to not be named.
0: Uh, <laughs> he's talking about the curative powers of nature and Nedjim. <laughs> what a bowler. <laughs>
1: he who must not be named. <laughs> uh, it's a letter to the editor and it's about homeopathic cures, um, which I found really interesting. And I think the, the message he's trying to convey is a very strong and powerful one that we should always keep in the back of our minds. Uh, so in this case, he talks about three different cases um, and how we uh, how they can be cured very easily by simple measures.
0: Hmm. Um, Explain.
1: So in the first case, there was a patient whose pulse was 100, had severe headache, furred tongue, restlessness, sickness at the stomach loathing of food and a general prostration of nervous energies.
0: It sounds like me before exams.
1: Uh, Yeah, we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he mentions how, um, you know, these things can happen to people in the community um, several times a year, almost always resulting from improper diet, sudden changes in weather or slight constipation, and they're just really nearly always relieved with nothing
0: more than laxatives (laughs) um i mean that's also not completely off base is it a lot of things are cured by laxatives
1: no that's true i do get pretty grumpy when i'm a bit uh stuffed
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's just disgusting no what's the second case here uh
1: so the second case was about a girl with scarlet fever um and how she recovered without any medicine except a dose of wait for this
0: Castor oil. I know this is going to sound really stupid, and I apologise to everyone. What What is castor oil? Do they mean like vegetable <laughs> oil? Is that what castor oil is?
1: Look, I had to look up this as well, and I think it is. Um, it's from a cast of beans. And apparently it's got many therapeutic uses, um, including uh, lubrications, for skin cancers, and laxatives.
0: Have you just put up a paper that literally just spouts the ideas of laxatives?
1: <laughs> Maybe, I think this gentleman was just really obsessed with uh, with conservation
0: I think judging from this conversation, one of the two of us is obsessed with it as well
1: <laughs> What's the third case? Aren't you the one who wants to be a gastroenterologist? Okay,
0: what's the third case? If it's another case of a person needing laxatives, I'm just going to hang up this call right bloody now, Will
1: I? <laughs> oh, it's not uh, so the third case was about a little girl with severe inflammation of the eyes which proved obstinate for some time under the most judicious treatment uh, and the judicious treatment probably anti phlegos how do you even pronounce this word anti-phlogistic, which was adopted Fancy. right. <laughs> JWS laid the foundation for a cure and all that was therefore necessary was quiet
0: rest and care do you think she still had eyes by the end of this judicious care I hope so oh god <laughs> I love it you've chosen a really wordy one can I read this an excerpt yes okay I'm really digging this guys The luxuries of life are less sought for, the champagne sparkles less upon our tables, the wine glass is invisible at many of our weddings, the ventilation of our houses and public halls is better regulated, the health of our cities is increasing. Even Boston, which has always been noted for the purity of its air and healthiness of its location, Boston I say, has now but one death in fifty throughout the year, when fifteen years ago there was one of forty-three. In short, human life is growing longer for while the public investigate into the acquirements and abilities of medical men when they seek for information which are all obliged to finish... They, at the same time, distinguish the ignorant man from the wise, the quack from the physician, and give the preference to him whom they perceive does not have one theory or one remedy for the variety of cases which should come under his observation, but who judges and administers according to the dictates of common reason and enlightened knowledge and experience. Oh my God! JWS does not believe in full stops. (laughs)
1: Look, at least he invests in comments. (laughs) Did he? Uh, Maybe not, I did hear you lose your breath towards (gasps) the (laughs) end Do you have COVID?
0: (laughs) You shut shut your dirty mouth
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, that was a really good one Um, And I like how you use the word
0: quack, are we allowed to use that word? I have definitely described myself as a quack and sometimes Usually when I do something non-medical there But yeah, definitely, quack's a great word
1: Okay. Look, I'm always looking for words to use that are uh, professionally, professional, um, that we can use in hospital. I don't think as, you
0: can describe your consultants as a quack. Well, that's just plain
1: <laughs> Look, I've used the word clowns and <gasps> muppets. About who? <laughs> just when you're talking about people in hospital and it's just, it just, uh, instead of using, you know, the F word or the D word or the B word, just,
0: you know, they're a clown. I, I might stick to my current vocabulary of, aren't they just brilliant? Brilliant. They're brilliant. Just brilliant.
1: Well, uh, Nat, I've heard you call me brilliant No, sometimes. well, that was
0: when you knocked over my coffee, wasn't it, Will? <laughs> okay. That wasn't was it? just
1: absolutely brilliant. <laughs>
0: it was the most brilliant time of my bloody life. Jess. Brilliant. Just brilliant. Um, I'm loving this paper. So three cases, all of whom were basically given laxatives and some time and recovered. Yeah.
1: So, you know, just simple TLC, tender, loving care. Also the best band from the 90s. Oh, 100%. No scrubs. No scrubs. Um, No scrubs. I think that's
0: a really important point because, you know, I do not believe in the therapeutic CT scan. (laughs) Yeah. You... No. Yeah,
1: they're very expensive and has a million radiation.
0: Yeah. You know, Please, grays. don't use CT scans to find out what's wrong in the 100 year old who suddenly becomes GCS3 guys. Don't do not do it. Um, no. That's just totally orcs.
1: Yeah. I mean, we do things to, you know. To treat, I think we're just doing it to treat ourselves.
0: You're definitely doing it to treat yourselves, and you just shouldn't. Don't treat yourselves.
1: No, and you're also being treated by, uh, you're also trying to treat nurses because, you know, sometimes they'll push you.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh, full respect to nurses, though. Can Will and I just say on this topic of difficult patients, which we had before, nurses have to deal with a whole lot more than we do. So, well done. To our nursing colleagues. You guys are absolutely brilliant.
1: Go nurses. you the bomb.
0: You're absolutely the bomb because you have to be with those patients all the time. You have to be really nice. You have to care for them in a really personal sense of the word. We could not. Hats off to you guys. Um, hats off to most of you guys. There's a couple of you guys who I don't like. Just as I imagine there's a couple of doctors who you don't like. We can't yeah. all get along all the time
1: that's right at least we can walk away from them you know come in we can do our thing and then not see them for the rest of the day whereas you have to spend the entire eight ten hour shift with these patients
0: absolutely and let's be honest if you have a brilliant nurse on staff you instantly know it because your life is just so much easier the ward runs so much better everything is fantastic so again thank you to our nursing colleagues you guys are legit incredible
1: Hats off to ya!
0: And now let's talk about you, the listener.
1: You are beautiful people. You're amazing. You've done so well.
0: You've got all the degrees, all the knowledge, or you're going to get them. You're going to get there, honey.
1: Yeah. And just remember, you are human.
0: It's okay to feel bad.
1: Yeah, 100%. You're allowed to feel sad when your patients make you feel sad. You're allowed to feel mad when your patients make you feel mad.
0: And you're allowed to lock yourself in the mess with your friends and have a little wine and wine. Yeah. Oh, actually, no wine on hospital grounds, so just a wine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually wine.
0: (laughs) But you're incredible.
1: You are. Yeah. Uh, You are fantastic people. You're smart. You are doing an amazing job. You're brilliant. And keep up keep at
0: it you're brilliant and uh, we are a mess of, of doctors Doc- doctors <laughs> 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 yeah. we'll get better we'll get better in we the meantime will. while we practice that you can find us on instagram at a mess of doctors or email us at a dot Gmail. oh at gmail.com bye. That's right. don't
1: forget to like And subscribe
0: bye 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 <laughs>